discussing the four types of responses to trauma and abuse known as fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Human beings, much like animals, react in different ways when traumatized, shocked, or faced with potential or actual life-threatening danger. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss ways in which we respond to trauma and abuse and how it affects relationships later on in life. Much work in this area has been done by Pete Walker. I highly suggest you read his very popular book, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. To get a better idea of these concepts, which I will share shortly, many of which are from his work, do check out Pete Walker and all of his fantastic work around this area. To begin, people who experience good enough parenting, this is a term that Pete Walker uses for secure attachment in childhood, arrive in adulthood uh, with a healthy and flexible response repertoire to danger. In the face of real danger, they are going to have access to the four Fs, the four responses to trauma and abuse. Easy access to the fight response, for example, ensures good boundaries, healthy assertiveness, and aggressive self-protectiveness if necessary. Those with a healthy upbringing who have secure attachment are easily able to access their flight instinct and disengage and retreat when confrontation would exacerbate their danger. Also, the freeze response. They're able to give up and quit struggling when further activity or resistance is futile or counterproductive. And lastly is the fawn response. With a healthy upbringing, those who have had secure attachment are able to listen, help, and compromise, as well as assert themselves and get their needs met in a healthy way. Those who have been traumatized repeatedly in childhood, however, are going to learn how to survive by relying overly on one or two of the F responses. Fixation on any of these responses is going to limit the ability to access all of the other ones. It'll severely impair the ability of the individual to relax in an undefended, vulnerable state, creating a very narrow, impoverished experience of life. In the long run, these uh, immediate reactions and later on defense mechanisms serve to distract the individual from actually facing themselves and healing. So in the long run, they actually become a massive distraction. So I want to go into some of the differences between these different types of reactions and how they apply to the relationship defense mechanisms and coping techniques later on in life. So let's start with the fight type. Uh, Pete Walker describes how this is compared to the narcissistic defenses. The fight types are unconsciously driven by the belief that power and control can create safety, assuage, abandonment, and secure love. So children who are spoiled, uh, let's say they're given insufficient limits, uh, children who are allowed to imitate the bullying of a narcissistic parent uh, will develop a fixated fight response to being triggered. They'll become extremely aggressive and ultimately narcissistically uh, defensive and even abusive. These individuals learn to respond to their feelings of abandonment with anger, uh, using contempt, toxic amalgam of narcissistic rage and disgust to intimidate and shame others into mirroring them and to acting as extensions of themselves. The entitled fight type commonly uses others as an audience for his incessant monologuing and may treat a captured freeze or fawn type as a slave or a prisoner, as a codependent, to dominate over them into a submissive relationship. Those who have developed the fight response, those who are strongly defended in this way will become sociopathic, ranging along a continuum that stretches between corrupt politicians and vicious criminals. Next is the flight response, and Pete Walker describes this as being the obsessive-compulsive defenses. 
the flight type appear as if the starter button is always on. So they're always moving, they're always on the run, they're always escaping. They're compulsively and obsessively driven by the unconscious belief that perfection will make them safe and lovable. These individuals will usually run and escape a relationship at the first hint of abandonment. Uh, they'll usually look to avoid intimacy at all costs. However, they will also look to cling to individuals, become very clingy and attached. They'll have a difficult time accessing emotions and staying present with themselves. Pete Walker describes this as the relentless flea of inner pain of the abandonment and the lack of attachment with the symbolic flight of constant busyness. When the obsession or the compulsive flight type is not actually doing anything, so when they're not busy, they are worrying and planning something in the future. Workaholics and constantly distracting themselves with doing are oftentimes those who are involved in the flight response. Severely traumatized flight types may devolve into a severe anxiety and panic disorder. Next is a freeze type. He compares this to the dissociative defense. Those who freeze are unconsciously believing that people are dangerous and they need to be left alone and people need to uh, essentially disconnect from them. They need to be in solitude. Outside of fantasy, many give up entirely on the possibility of love and connection. This is where you see the defense mechanism of isolation. The freeze response, also known as the camouflage response, often triggers the individual into hiding, isolating, and eschewing human contact as much as possible. So again, avoiding intimacy, avoiding connection, avoiding vulnerability. This type can be so frozen in retreat mode that it seems as if their starter button is constantly off. It is usually the lost child, the abandoned child, who is forced to choose and habituate to the freeze response. Unable to successfully employ the flight, fight, or fawn responses, the freeze type develops around classical dissociation. So Pete talks about how dissociation is one of the main defenses of those who are in freeze, and it allows them to really disconnect from their experience while still needing to be in the same environment. For example, if someone absolutely cannot get away, they'll freeze, and this is where you see people who are in a present room of trauma and oftentimes just disconnect from the reality, maybe escape into the imagination, or just simply start spacing out. Uh, this protects from risky social interactions, any of which will trigger the abandonment wound. Those who are in the freeze response are those who are usually labeled ADD. Uh, they're usually heavily involved in daydreaming, uh, prolonged bouts of sleep, wishing and right brain dominant activities like TV, computer, and video games. These individuals, according to Pete Walker, master the art of changing the internal channel whenever inner experiences become uncomfortable. He compares this to a schizoid-like detachment from ordinary reality. Uh, in, re in relationships, these individuals shut down. In many instances, they become childlike, because they have regressed to that childlike state when triggered, that frozen state, that unresolved trauma and underdeveloped self. They shrink back to that uh, sort of frozen developmental stage. And finally is the fawn type, which Pete Walker compares to the codependent defense. These are the people pleasers and those who mistaken enmeshment for love. They fear standing up for themselves and being assertive. Uh, they put everyone else first. They contempt their own personal needs and they see needs as being weak. The fawn type seek safety by merging with the wishes, needs, and demands of other people. They act as if they unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is to forfeit all their needs, rights, preferences, and boundaries. These individuals are heavily attracted to narcissistic abusers, the narcissistic type, to replay 
the repetition of early childhood where they need to people please and submit to a narcissistic parent early on. These individuals are addicted to avoiding themselves. They get lost in service of others and in serving other people's needs. They learn that a modicum of safety and attachment can be gained by becoming the helpful and compliant servants of their parents. Early on, they learn this, and ultimately this becomes a relationship pattern where they essentially neglect themselves for other people. Again, they're usually the parent, I'm sorry, the child of a narcissistic parent who uses contempt to press them into service, scaring and shaming them out of developing a healthy sense of self. P. Walker describes how there can actually be a hybrid of all, any of the former mentioned uh, different responses to trauma. Oftentimes you'll see, uh, depending on the wounds that an individual has, uh, depending on the types of parenting, perhaps one was a bullying, emotionally abusive one, one was neglectful, depending on the need that they had and the wound experienced will be the response of the uh, wounded individual later on in life. So if you're struggling with any of these responses after uh, abusive childhood or a past relationship where you feel like you have been wounded, uh, please understand it's very natural, very normal to have faulty relationship patterns, coping techniques, uh, all of which are simply a response to being traumatized, having a wounded sense of self. Uh, please do reach out. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. I'd love to discuss with you how I can work through these uh trauma responses and ultimately help you move through them because if not we are stuck we cannot move past become become fixated become heavily addicted and avoid ourselves avoid reality uh, oftentimes become engaged in addictive and self-destructive behaviors so definitely reach out uh, you can reach by email yes yitz at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852 thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode it's an absolute honor to bring this